it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you, suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter too, at VOC Nation. Welcome to the Stadium Journey Podcast. We are so proud to be part of the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hopefully they're proud to be part of our network. After listening to the podcast tonight, don't switch over to the debate. If you haven't made up your mind already, I don't know what's wrong with you. What are you waiting for? But instead of watching the debate, go visit the website, stadiumjourney.com. Or follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Check us out at Stadium Journey. To find our podcast, if you're listening at a later time, simply search VOC Nation Radio Network on whatever podcast search engine you use. You could find our library of video podcasts on Stadium Journey's YouTube channel. And some of you are there already on Twitch.tv. That's where we simulcast our podcast every time we record at Twitch.tv slash DanLaw83. And if you want to check out our old library, you can find links to every podcast you've ever recorded, 75 of them now, by the way, at the Stadium Journey web- website. Just look under the podcast tab. The only only 65 of them have pork roll references. Got one. I got one in. 66. Uh, also, if you're interested, you can support our work through our Patreon page. We have a new menu of rewards for our supporters, including the possibility of joining us on a future podcast. Our, our, our guest tonight did not go that way. He's uh, we'll get it. We'll talk to Andrew in a second. Uh, but first, let me introduce our starting lineup. We got Dave Cotney with us as always. Follow him at ProFan9. Mark Viquez can be followed on social media at Ballpark Hunter. You could follow our producer Dan Calachico at DanLaw83, and I am Paul Baker. You could follow me at PuckmanRI. And tonight, we're joined once again by one of our favorite guests. From the college football tour, it's Andrew Bowles. Welcome back, Andrew. I think this is uh, what your third time on, fourth time on now. Uh, I, I think this might be. I, I think we're I think we're hitting four. I think it's pretty. This is great. I, I uh, begin to feel like part of the gang here, guys. I, yeah, I think you're on in the all-time leaders list here for uh, guest appearances. So congratulations, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know Andrew and his awesome website, uh, college college football tour. Dot com. Did I get that right? Yes, you got it right on the back. All right. Um, your, your mission right now is to try to visit every single one of the FBS football stadiums. Correct. Yes, I'm 84 stadiums on the way of 130 and taking a little pause at the moment. That was going to be my first question. So uh, <laughs> how's, how's the quest going, sir? Well, I mean... Gosh, I mean, I was ready or I already pretty much knew that um, when I had to, I, I had a flight for Seattle all set to go and I, I, I pulled that back and uh, StubHub refunded me on some tickets and it began to come clear um, that this year wasn't going to be one that I was going to be uh, accelerating this goal. But, but even if, even if football would have gone like, well, and it is going, 
but I guess what I mean with more fans, with more energy, I just, I don't think that um, knowing that my goal is to visit all the stadiums and really capture the passion and energy of a stadium. You can't do that this year. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask if you had a, if you had the chance to visit a stadium this year, what would the different, what is it like this year? I just, I, I can't really tell on the, from the television set, uh, but what's your impressions of? Well, all I know so is, you know, I know that anything that's tailgating related is gone. You know, Ole Miss last week, uh, they had their game in the Grove, which is one of the best places to go tailgating, period. Um, you know, that was all gone. But, but and so, so, you know, what would I do when I go to a stadium like Ole Miss? My number one attraction would be to showcase this incredible, um, you know, uh, tailgating venue. And, and I can't do it. So, you know, it's it just it wouldn't be it. And I don't want fans of Ole Miss to hop onto my website and 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 go, oh, you picked the pandemic year to show us off. Thanks, you know, like that's not my goal. <laughs> yeah, we're actually having a lot of the same issue with trying to do uh, stadium reviews this year, as places starting to open up and our correspondents are getting the itch to get out there and hit the road again. Like, do we want to write reviews when it's going to be just an absolutely different experience? Um, for our purposes, I say, yeah, we'll still do it, but we'll make sure to mention that, hey, it's 2020. This is not the norm. This is 2020 version. It could have its own folder. You know, I mean, you have this year that people may want to go and seek and remember it's a historical, you know, plot line for sure. Yeah, and also depends uh, where you are. I mean, for example, I went to some ballparks this year and one had 100 people and you kind of felt something was odd. Another one had about 500 people and everything was sort of normal. It's just that you only had 500 people at the ballpark. Uh, so I'm kind of curious what college venues or uh, USL championship soccer venues or any other sport, how that will differ state to state. I know here in Indiana, I'm getting the itch so bad that I want to hit some uh, uh, auto race uh, tracks that apparently in certain parts of where I live, there's no quarantine. The place is packed. The virus can't operate around cars, I guess. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> the gas exhaust would kill it. But yeah, interesting times, definitely, definitely. And I and I, and I agree because I want to go down to Louisville and check out the new soccer venue. However, I want to go there when the place is packed. I want to go there for the tailgating. I want to go there for the Coopers, which is the the supporter group, to march to the stadium. Like, I want that experience. I don't want to go down there and see anything 50% capacity. So I know what you mean. Yep. Well, how, how scary is it that uh, with, with today's announcement coming out of Florida, that within the next couple of weeks, we could see the swamp full or, or we could see, uh, you know, Florida state full. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think either school has, commented yet but but the governor of florida saying that there's going to be no restrictions uh you know i i i'm a little curious to see a couple things if the schools you know go ahead and just open the doors um and if they do do people just show up in droves i okay so the florida thing just to tack it on to the wrestling thing for a second that will be the first thing that has people in it. Vince and uh, uh, Tony Khan, who run AEW, they're both running in Florida. It happened since the lockdowns. Are not going to wait a second. <laughs> not going to wait a single solitary second. Now, AEW has been letting people in uh, kind of, not kind of, really social distance. They're, you know, that place that's attached to the uh, Jaguars. Um, uh, stadium it's like a an outside inside amphitheater so they have open air and they are sticking people way away from each other in the seats but i know vince will try to <laughs> oh we're opening back up huh <laughs> come on in <laughs> and the, to answer your question uh, uh just don't go to florida because i'm not now never ever again well you know in these stadiums if I, if I may, um, you're the, yeah, please do. <laughs> no, I, well, you know, um, I'm Alice in this Brady bunch. Okay. Um, I, I'm I, 
uh, sorry. Um, uh, but um, uh, yeah, look at some of these. So, so it's the SEC, the Sun Belt, and most of the Big 12, most of the ACC. They're the ones that are allowing in fans. When I see this, you know, um, you know, and, and bands too, mind you, which seems odd. I've even seen masks over the end of the tubas and things like that, and over the end of the, you know, trumpets, like things like that, you know. Um, you know, I wasn't so sure that music, musical stuff could be done, but, but here's my thing. Social, you, you go ahead and fill it one-fifth full. What happens at halftime when everybody's crunching in to get to the bathrooms? What happens at the end of the game when everyone's leaving and mass? You know, and you see not a lot of people are wearing masks. And um, so, you know, to the, to the Florida thing, I'd be surprised if if Ben Hill Griffin Stadium down there, Dope Campbell or any of those got seriously full. Um, I, you know, I just I would be I'd be surprised because it feels like it would start to weigh heavily on the university. Yeah, uh, I was able to go to a few baseball games this summer. And I got to say, when I was in my seats, Everything was great. Like you said, Andrew, everybody was spread out and, you know, you, you talk to the people you're with and everybody was very respectful of the rules and stuff. It's halftime. It's coming into the stadium. It's leaving the stadium where people are going to be jammed together. And that's that's where the risk is, not not the game itself. Whether right, it's a crowd right. of, uh, you know, 50,000 or a crowd of 5,000, you're going to have that same congestion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and that's why, you know, the, I know that the Big Ten and the MAC and they're going to start. And uh, I know right now they have no plans for any fans, period. So, you know, we'll see if that changes, too. Well, I, I haven't watched any of the uh, any of the, the games on television. Um, are, are they trying to do the same sort of thing like the NFL does with the, the with the phony noise? And yeah, uh, it. it it, that that Ellis, I, I did see a little bit of highlights of that LSU game where they they lost to Mississippi State, and it it was uh, interesting to see all five people in the end zone just shocked when that game winning touchdown went in. Um, but yeah, I, it, it can't be remotely close to the same, is it? No, I mean, and and I can tell from from TV, you know, very easily. Um, and but I guess what I mean is. Um, you're talking about within the stadium, it's not that much different because it wouldn't be. But, you know, that also concerns me, too. You see you see lack of social distancing in the stadiums, too, and people are congregating as well, maybe trying to make that crowd noise happen. But the more you scream, I don't know, according to, according to the experts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The more, uh, well, like at school, I don't, I don't know about your school, but... Um... You know, my my music teacher is having fits because the kids aren't allowed to sing. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, yeah, same thing. I mean, like the, the music is been given a t entirely different curriculum, so they're just starting from scratch. I mean, I'd rather they be allowed to breathe. <laughs> There's that too. Yeah, I was. That's my 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 thing is, is I I don't try to argue it anymore. But people are like, well, what about this? I'm like. The answer is pandemic. Yeah. And then I, I like there, I don't, I, I, I didn't put it there. Like I can't help you with your wants and needs. I have wants and needs too. like, you know, to work at all. Uh, that would be nice. <laughs> Everybody's home and I can't do that. Uh, and as far as stadiums, you know, it, it's just that it's so exhausting to talk about it anymore. Not <laughs> you guys. I'm talking about on social media and everybody has a different idea and everybody's going to do whatever the hell, hell they want to do. I almost cursed. Everybody's going to do whatever they want to do. And it's just like, you know what? At this point, if somebody wants to try it, I'm not going. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm tired of trying to be the moral high ground and be like, but everybody's going to get hurt. You don't care. I don't care. You know? Yeah, I mean, we saw a lady at a middle school game in Ohio get dragged out <laughs> by police for not wearing a mask. And, and, and I got into an argument with that with uh, people on Facebook. And my attitude is, if you want to go to the game, just put the mask on or just don't go. And if a cop asked you, just leave if you are that against wearing a mask. So it's interesting that you can have to you have to respect all cops until you have to wear a mask at a school. Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> 
Well, even uh, even without the even without the the sports, it's a little crazy. Uh, we bought um, with without our, our travels happening, we bought a, a spot in in Lasaga Beach in Cottage Country. And, yeah, uh, so we know how much money Dave spends on uh, sports travel over here. Because the one year he can't go, he bought a cabin. <laughs> it's in cottage country. <laughs> anyway, um, Sorry, apparently, <laughs> apparently uh, all these um, car enthusiasts, uh, you know, people who buy like, uh, and if this is you listener out there, I apologize, but people who buy relatively cheap cars and then, you know, dump a whole bunch of stuff into them, like change the suspension and add lights and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, so apparently there's a, a rather large group of people and they go to places and they go do donuts and parking lots and just, you know, take over the city or whatever. Uh, and usually they, they go down to the States for that somewhere while the borders are closed. So they decided to, to descend on Wasaga beach, uh, where, where our place is. And, um, Wait a minute, yeah, wait a minute. Are had... you saying Canadians buy old cars, cross the border, and do donuts in the United States, and then go back? Uh, apparently. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they were transplanted from the States and they just stayed or, here. More likely. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I know I play the, uh, the holier-than-thou, we-are-Canadian <laughs> cards too often, but, uh, you know. It's Every a little day. messed up here at, at times. Um, I, actually, I, I do have a I do have a serious question. And get back, uh, getting back to football. So we've had the the only team that I can think of off the top of my head is UConn, which basically um, shuttered the program. I, I'm not sure. Maybe Paul, you can say what what the story is with UMass, uh, but I think they're similar. Um, do you think that this is it? That these guys are 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 done done? Uh, especially UConn, who's moving conferences to the Big East, uh, which is, you know, prided itself on not having football. Um, like, do you see UConn coming back, or are there any others like that? Well, there's only three uh, FBS teams in all of New England, and so if we shut down two of them, Andrew has no excuse to come out here to this part of the country. <laughs> hey, this is this is what this is the thing. When Idaho uh, dropped down to FCS, I'm like, thank God I didn't go to Idaho. I basically it just basically moved the finish line up and they keep seeming to seeming to move it further out hey let's get five more liberties it's like what the heck okay but you know so um but I think UConn's on a thread I think they were dangling for a while anyway and they got such a beautiful stadium there too this this is a place I was really excited to go to well I mean it looks nice on tv if you've been there Eh, okay, it looks very nice. It, yeah, it's it's the nicest of the ones in this part of the country. Let's put it that way. Okay, for that, for what's that, it's that a good way. spot for a Canadian Major League Soccer team. Um, <laughs> yeah, to answer your question, Dave. Um, as far as I understand it, the the UConn team it, it's been hemorrhaging money since they started it uh, through through a lot of factors. I think one of having a nice stadium thirty miles away from the campus is is one of the issues. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they've been they've been losing money pretty much from from Jump Street. So, and I don't think there's a plan to move them to stores because stores Connecticut is not near anything. So I think the the thinking was originally that when this goes all the way back, the the elevation of UConn goes back to when the Patriots were going to move to Hartford, and they were going to build a giant downtown stadium for the Patriots and for UConn football. Now, as we know, the Patriots backed out. UConn, did some, UConn was then stocked. They couldn't build the uh, giant stadium in downtown Hartford. So uh, they got some land available on in East Hartford, which is not uh, no, ordinarily a place you'd want to be. Uh, but they built the stadium there, and it's, it's nice. It's serviceable. But, uh, yeah, the program hasn't done well either, and I don't think that's really helped, especially the last few years. It's really gone downhill. So, yeah, there's a lot of speculation that – this might be it for for UConn football. Um, UMass also shut down their season, but they recently announced that they're going to start it back up. They're going to play five or six games, I think, against a few other teams. Uh, so read into that what you will. I don't know. One of my kids is an alumnus of UMass, but he's not into sports, so I can't ask him. Are there any other uh, independents? Because it 
you know, it's kind of independence. Obviously, Notre Dame is not in that boat, but what about uh, Army, Navy? Who else is there? Navy's, uh, Navy's not an independent um, uh, at the time. They've uh, joined a conference. And Army is, Army's fine. But you do, like the other independents, Liberty, New Mexico State, but they just recently joined. So, you know, they've done everything they, they can to get there. UConn has a history of um, not so flattering records. Are those other, are those other independents playing this year? Uh, so let me think all the conferences are a go now. Um, so, but that's a good question about the independence. So I don't really actually know hundred percent if the independents are going, I would assume that, um, a lot of them are not just because who are they going to play? I mean, at this point now, a lot of these teams are going all conference and the ones that are just joining the conversation again, the big 10 and the PAC 12 being among them are playing, um, abbreviated schedules. So I don't, I don't know. Makes me want to check on that one. I I think Army joined a conference for this year, didn't they? Uh, As, uh, I know we. Dave just said Notre Dame joined the ACC, right? Or the Big Ten? What did they join? They joined uh, the ACC. They had a they had a sort of quasi agreement with yeah. the ACC to but begin I with. I think this might be a giant assumption on my part, but I think UMass is kind of since everybody built a lot of bye weeks into their schedules. I think UMass is kind of filling in some bye weeks here and there. Yeah, I think I think that that's the fate for a lot of these others, but it doesn't. I mean, as an independent, you're really screwed because, um, you know, I think the, as far as I understand right now, the bowl games are just going to be the New Year's Six. I mean, there's you know, it's just it might as well just be, you know, spring ball. Yeah, but but interestingly, uh, I, I uh, one I think it was a conference president who who basically said that that there should be no. Uh, limitations this year on on teams that could make a bowl so you could have a one in a one in eight team make a bowl game or whatever um, which is kind of funny it's similar to what some of the big conferences were saying about the basketball tournament where you know everybody's in wait was that UConn's uh, president saying that perhaps <laughs> <laughs> no I Please, think I, let us play I think it was I want to say it was like a, an ACC person or an sec person okay well, an sec person yeah well, I, you know it's just it's just it's going to be very interesting you know they're even talking about how's the pac-12 going to do it they got a seven game schedule i think you'd have to go undefeated to be able to actually have be part of that conversation because you're going to be battling up against potential 10 win teams and that's even if this season goes all the way so so I'm going to ask you to speculate a little bit more with with knowledge that you probably don't have, but probably have more than than the rest of us. Um, some of the, the the talking heads on television often speak about you know the Power Five just totally leaving the NCAA and uh, going to um, going to a a I don't know some format where they're where they're on their own and they're not being four conferences. Uh, do you think this year of of whatever this year is, this year of mess, do you think it uh, furthers that that ability for those conferences to go on their own and leave the NCAA and and, and the other three three or four conferences behind, or do you think that is that those plans are hampered? I think like most plans in 2020. You're going to take this year, you're going to look back on it and make a lot of changes. You know, already you have people talking about, you know, cutting down on their travel for work and using Zoom, things of that nature. So I think everything's going to have a good hard look. And I think college football could be one of those. As far as breaking off, I don't know if they're at that point. I mean, it took a, <laughs> it took a pandemic to get Notre Dame into a conference, you know. Um, will they stay? When Will they see the benefits of it? Um, it's going to be interesting. I think there'll be some changes. I just, I don't know. That feels kind of drastic to me to say that in the next couple of years, that'd be a change, but, um, you know, this is the time to look at it and see if, can you create another division below the power five, uh, one to squeak between the FBS and the FCS, anything along those lines. Um, this is the time to start making changes. Just to backtrack for a second. Um, I got some. We got some intel from our buddy Eddie Hoops, who's listening to us right now. 
He says the only three teams that are not playing this fall are UConn, Old Dominion, and New Mexico State. Yeah. Everybody I, else is playing in the fall. I thought I, I just I, I had not seen New Mexico State on any schedules. And then all the other independents, yeah, like like uh, like you guys said already said, um, they're filling in gaps for those teams out of five weeks. And looking at UMass, I looked up UMass really quick while you were talking. Um, they plan to play anywhere between a three to six game schedule this fall. And the reason they opted back in is because basically their options for spring football were just drying up. So they said a few games is better than nothing. And that's just it. Uh, there's, I mean, these are teams that are going out. It's basically glorified practice. It really is. Unfortunately, for those independent teams, at least the conference teams have a potential uh, conference game to look forward to. So, um, Andrew, did you have any big trips planned before everything uh, shut down in 2020? I think uh, by the end of the end of the year, I think we're going to have just a show on all the stuff we didn't get to do that we wanted to. But <laughs> yes, of course. I mean, I had such a schedule. I was ready to go. Um, this year was going to fill in some some gaps that I hadn't. I've been trying to get to for a while. Washington, Clemson. Uh, you know, I Florida State on the schedule. Um, Georgia was involved. Auburn was involved. Um, I really had it going, um, you know, and, and so it's something that, you know, I really wanted to accelerate my schedule, kind of, kind of get it done a little faster um, with uh, 46 left to go. Um, I was trying to do eight or nine a year. So that's going to push it a little bit, but um, you know, that schedule, I'll just push it on and, and, you know, just, you know, I, I, I didn't even put my schedule out because I didn't want to just, I'd have, I'd have gotten a little depressed, I think, if I put it out there and said, hey, look where I was going to go. Yeah. yeah, I did that for a week this summer when I when my uh, summer baseball trip got canceled. It was probably not the best idea for my mental health. I'm to do telling that. you guys, plan less, you get let down less. I'm telling you. <laughs> I can't do it that way, Dan. I just uh, uh, man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, what would it take for you to change your mind and go to a game or two this year? Well, if the Big Ten, again, we're, we have, a, you know, I'm living in Chicago, I'm, I'm stuck with uh, any sort of travel, almost half the states right now, any sort of travel, I'd have to quarantine. So, um, you know, unless the Big Ten and, or the Mid-American Conference allows some fans or maybe some media, I might have a shot there, then, um, you know, I'd look at Northwestern Illinois or Northern Illinois, Wisconsin opens up. That'd be nice. But um, I mean, that, that would, that would honestly be it. As far as I, I am now, I'm doing, trying to be as active as I can on social media and, and keep involved on Saturdays. And, and uh, you know, that's as far as on social media and, and watching games, that, that's it for, the, for this year. Yeah. So is that what Saturdays look for, look like for you now? Is it just, uh, all right, let me get on the couch with some uh, nachos and beverages. And Man, I'm not even, I can't even, can't even motivate without any fans with pumped in crowd noise and all that i don't even get to see any of the mascots that i have a thousand pictures of man it just it's not the same so i i think last weekend was the first weekend since 1993 that i was home for a game or else i was home watching games and i did not turn on college game day that is that is that has that's like that that's a record absolutely <laughs> so I just the, the motivation is just not not there for me. I'm I'm already thinking about next year, and I'm trying to keep up with my my YouTube videos, which I know Dave is going to be thrilled about as more come out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can sympathize for you. I think I watched like three and a half innings of baseball this this summer. Um, That's because your the, team sucked. Hold on. Well, that that did have a lot <laughs> to do with it. I I won't lie. Um, what do the travel restrictions look like out there in the Midwest, Andrew? Well, I mean. <laughs> So in Chicago, we just got um, the notification today that uh, there are 22 states that if you go to, you can't, you can, when you come back, it's, it's 14 day quarantine. So, yeah, Indiana is one of them, correct? Is, that is correct. Indiana is yeah, one of them. Right across the, the state. Yeah. yeah, that's like me with Rhode Island was on our list for a while. It's like Rhode Island's across the street. <laughs> Ironically, it's right down the big 12 and over to the SEC. So that's kind of like, I go to any of those games, I can't, you know, and as a teacher, I'm, you know. I'm just, I can't, I can't afford that. So um, it's, it's really, it's, it's got me stuck. Yeah. I was actually looking because I, I've got the Jones too. Um, I was able to sneak in a couple baseball games, but it's like, all right, now we got to go 
we got to find a football game to go to. So I looked in this area, the closest place I can go to that was having fans at games and I would not have to quarantine when I came back was Marshall. Oh, that far. In West Virginia. So that was a 12 and a half hour ride. That's the closest football game that has fans right now to me. And, and the experience, I mean, you, like you said, you, you, you're not so into, um, you know, t- taking in an experience like that. Is it even worth it? Twelve and a half hours for what? Well, and yeah, and like you were saying at Marshall, I, I would miss probably all, all the stuff that makes going to a game at Marshall so awesome. Yeah, Marshall's a great place, you know, one of the places I didn't I haven't talked a lot about that I really, really enjoyed. And and, you know, how would you know that? It's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's really, it's not worth it. And, and for me, like, I just think it's so important. Like, I want to highlight these places to the best of their ability for anybody who hops on and takes a look. I mean, it's just, I have some friends who are still trying to go to the games and stuff. And like, you know, no thanks. Yeah, well, one interesting thing is that, you know, to, to go see a college game and have some sort of evidence to future viewers. Uh, people are going to be watching your videos maybe 10, 20 years from now that were not alive during the quarantine or were too young to remember. So it'd be nice to have um, a little historical aspect. That's kind of how I'm looking at it this year uh, with my, uh, my visits. Uh, Louisville City is playing this weekend. I- I'm debating whether to go or not. I'm just like, I think I said that earlier in the, in, in the uh, broadcast. But part of me is like, no, I don't want to go. And then I start thinking about it. And a half hour later, it's like, yes, I want to go. So, yeah, it's 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 a tough year for, for guys like us. What's it look like for you, Mark, traveling-wise? Well, when I went back to New Jersey, I, I came from a state that I had a quarantine for 14 days. So uh, based on what they told me at the airport, they weren't going to stop me from getting on the plane and flying back to Indianapolis. But uh, being that I was there for a specific, for an unfortunate reason, uh, I had a car and I was able to drive back to uh, Indianapolis. So um, nobody stopped me at the border. You know, Pennsylvania didn't say halt. Uh, you know, you can't cross. Uh, but, uh, but Pennsylvania was not on that list. So if I had flown from Indy to Philly and led people to believe that I was going to stay in Pennsylvania, nobody, nobody would say anything. So uh, uh, from what my brother and my friends told me, New Jersey just opened up their restaurants. Here in Indiana, restaurants in certain counties have been open for quite some time. Uh, the Colts, I did not even know this passed my mind. I was watching the, well, if you call that a game this past Sunday, the Jets got destroyed by Indianapolis. Uh, they had fans in the stands. I was like, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> so maybe a Colts game could be on my list this year. That, that shouldn't be too bad if they let me in. So, uh, yeah, I was unaware of that. I was unaware that they're allowing fans at Lucas Oil. I think it was, I, I can't think of the number right now. Very minuscule. If anybody's listening, tell me, tell us how many uh, fans they let in. So, uh, like I said, it depends what county you live here in, in Indiana. Some counties have been very lenient. Other counties haven't. Uh, I'm in one of the lenient counties. If I maybe walk about a mile south, I'm in Marion County, which is where India is a little more strict. So it's, you just don't know. And we know how much traveling Dave's been able to do this summer. Yeah, they're very strict up there in that February communist 29th. country. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't mentioned that date before, have I? Once or twice. Once or twice. Boy, what's Dave going to do when he actually can go to a game? Oh, oh it's going to be like an alcohol, recovering alcoholic on a bender. <laughs> Hey, uh, Mark, apparently there was 2,500 allowed at the uh, Colts game. Okay. Huh. I was going to say about 5,000, so I was I got, <laughs> I got um, 7,500. Oh. Lucas Oil sits about what, 70? 70,000. 7,500. That's, wow, that's a lot. Compared- oh, I'm sorry. That was for the opener, so they might have increased it the next week. Okay. Yeah, uh, bet. We have, a, a, I think, a former writer who was there. Uh, this past game, they played uh-huh. the Jets, right? This past weekend, well, yeah. They, they, yeah he the said, Jets were there. They didn't really play much. <laughs> it said uh, seventy five hundred. Seventy five hundred. Okay, well, maybe. So, yeah, well, that's stadium journey biased. I don't believe him. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Seventy five hundred um, sounds about right. So Andrew, ten percent, yeah. 
what uh, with with all of this sort of reexamination um, of everything that's going on, and I'm and you've had to reexamine your own your own quest. Uh, have you done any like rethinking and re-ranking of of who needs to come next? Like what 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 are your top what are your top spots that you want to go to uh, when you're able to go and and we are back in in relative normalcy? I I still have army up there. I just I just I, I know I know they have a story about army that seems to come up every time. Um, Dave's got a bad story. I got a great story. So balance them out. Maybe I'll be in the middle. Um, so Washington, you know, I, I want to sailgate. I mean, that is something you can't do right now. Good Lord. Um, and, um, you know, I have to finish. I'm so close to finishing the SEC, Auburn, Georgia, Mississippi State, especially with Leach there. And if I can, one of my dreams, I'll tell you right now, I really want to, you've heard Mike Leach speak in any press conferences, have you? Yeah. He's, if you haven't, just Google Mike Leach and press conference. He's a weird dude a bevy of stuff will come up that will just entertain you. Uh, and, but I want to get into one of his conferences. So, you know, one of his con, um, press conferences. So that would be, that'd be a big reason, but honestly, you know, God, I will take, I will take, I'll take anything. I'll take Eastern Michigan right now. I don't, I mean, Whoa. I know Brayfield and all I'll take it. Um, but I mean, they've been practicing social distancing for a while though. So it wouldn't be much. But it's like, not on that's purpose. That's what I was saying about the NHL. People were like, well, people can't go. I was like, just pretend you're a Panthers fan. It's fine. Uh, true, true story about Eastern Michigan. Um, the uh, HBO did a, a story on one of their, I think they're the Brian Gumble thing on, on the decreasing attendance yes. uh, uh, in college football. And they bought a picture from stadium journey that I took from Eastern Michigan. Really? Now what they didn't say is that I was on the side where the people were and I was taking a picture across the field where there were like four people in the stands. So it was, but anyway, they used, they used our picture for that. Um, How much that picture cost? With permission, correct? With permission. They paid for it, if I remember correctly. They did, yeah. yes. That's what he said. He said they paid for the picture. I okay, got good. a little bonus out of that one. So I, I always tease Eastern Michigan, and of course, I always say no matter where I go, I love it. But I just feel like I, I haven't had an Eastern Michigan fans come at me yet, so I just feel like I'm safe to pick that one team. You know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they should be proud of the team that I picked to sort of, you know, razz, because I'm afraid of doing some of the others. <laughs> I really am. I will not name them. Oh, come on, man. Uh, so I don't know. For for some of our listeners who may be well listening, um, why don't you that's what you would do. You wanna, well, no, some of our some of our listeners actually watch. Would that make them watchers? I don't they're know. They're watchers, they're viewers. Viewers. <laughs> Thank I you. saw you on the pictures the other day, kid. <laughs> oh, it's been a long day at work. I'm sorry. Um, do you want to give our, our listeners a little taste of what your site's about, Andrew? And uh maybe Absolutely. Tell them about some of your favorite places, uh, interesting stories, you know, good old stuff like that. We want to get our money's worth out of you. Sure. No. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you got my permission. Um, I, I, uh, I feel too. Can I just say before I say that? I feel like the, no, our, you can't. Energy, our energy is low. I feel, I feel the energy is low on the podcast tonight. Pa- pandemic's got us COVID. It's nobody's fault. I just think, you know, I mean, I think we're all just kind of, not, 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 we don't I blame Army. We, uh, we don't have that battery charger, yeah. Well, let's talk about pork roll then. Um, uh, anyway, college football tour, sorry. That's um, true, man. That's quite- um, he fit right in. He was like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh This is something I honestly, um, ugh, I grew up a big Badger fan, and it, it in the nineties when they were getting good. And I just started going to games on the road and it became a passion and the website started in 2006. And that's when I really made the commitment to say, I want to get to all FBS stadiums. Of course, then it was 117 and they keep pushing it along, but, um, but the website, everything that's all involved, every game I go to, I want to be your tour guide. 
I want to take you and give you the experience of what it would be like to be at that stadium as best I can. And I do so on College Football Tour with pictures and uh, articles that I write and um, all sorts of things like that. The videos are the, are, the, are the crown jewel, I feel, because they take a lot of my time. Um, but I, I walk you through campus on a game day, four, four and a half minute episode, throw a little trivia in there. I throw, a, I try to pick three of the biggest traditions I can for each school and let you experience it. And so um, in my own little way. So, you know, the website's evolved in all different ways. I have my Twitter handle and, and Instagram and, um, and it's, it's just, it's really gives you the idea. The idea is I want to get you there in that stadium with me. Yeah, and they're, they're very well done videos. I, I mean, as someone who's not a big college football fan, I enjoy watching them. And uh, I think since we last talked, I actually added a new college football stadium. I'm up to five now. All right, let's hear it. So I'm, it? I'm, I'm right on your heels. Um, <laughs> well, let's see. I, I've got BC, UMass, UConn, Army, and Notre Dame. Very good. But I was at, I was at Notre Dame That's for a hockey cheating. game. Cheating. <laughs> <laughs> You can't go to Notre Dame Stadium and for hockey and say it counts. That's like whoa, 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 whoa. Fenway Hold Park on. for hockey, and I've been to wait. Fenway Park. I've wait, been wait. there for that, too. He was there at the stadium. What does it matter what he no. saw? Come on. I took I took a picture in front of Goal Sally Jesus. Nope. No, no, no. Like, Guys, that would like not absolutely a, not count. Listen, and that means that my 2006 – Closing ceremonies of the gay games when I saw Cindy Lauper perform means I saw a Cubs game. Come on. <laughs> it's like going to like Las Vegas and seeing Pete Rose in one of those card shops looking all sorry, signing autographs, saying that you saw the Cincinnati Reds. Well, I saw a red. Up, did you notice I picked up the energy, didn't I? Oh, there you did. Very good. Thank God one oh, of us did. Hey, I've actually, I've actually been to a, you know what? This is way back. I just thought of this. I went to a University of Maryland game. At Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, 1988. Oh wow, wow! Those are some. Those are, I feel like those were some good years for them. Or am I? Am I thinking? They played Penn State. I don't remember much except. Probably didn't go well. A friend? No, a friend of mine came up with three girls who were very attractive, and we had a lot to drink. And that's <laughs> all I remember about that day. That's well, all he I'm, wants to remember. Yeah. I'm not telling you the rest of what I remember. He went home alone. <laughs> 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 Hey Andrew, you're back. Yeah, Paul, oh, perfect. Good. Keep what going. What a segue that was. What a segue. It's just gonna look like this on video. It's gonna go. Andrew, welcome back. <laughs> well, it's better than what we had during the intermission, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, debatable, debatable. Perhaps. So pork, pork roll, yes or no? So pork Andrew, roll. You're in Wisconsin, man. Spam. Sorry. Oh, fried cheese curds, man. And a, and a spotted cow. I'm just, good. Ladies and gentlemen, all you need to know before Andrew talk, uh, answers this question is to go to twitch.tv if you want to see how quickly a Canadian can piss off a guy from South Jersey. <laughs> oh, two words for you. Stopwatch on? Dave, Dave no. you got a question for Andrew. Carter. Okay, I got to go. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, question. Uh, Andrew, are there any um, upcoming new stadiums uh, that we can expect in, in the next couple of years, college football. Uh, UNLV, UNLV is moving, are they not? They are. Aren't they, they're, they're planning on moving into the um, Raiders stadium, though, which, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, and that, I mean, that was, that was actually going to be one of my first games. Now, unless, I don't know if they, I, I don't, uh, I'd have to look to see if they have any plans down the road, but. I think they were looking to get rid of Sam Boyd Stadium there in, in Vegas and, and move on. And you know how I feel about college football and pro stadiums. It just sucks the joy out of it. It's just not, it's not the same thing. Not to mention, I mean, number one being that you have to bust students in. I mean, everybody else will come in from the town, but it's not the same. It'll probably do really well to start. Um, oh, probably. I think, yeah. I think kind of like uh, – like, uh, Atlanta United has um, has done really well, partially because it's cheaper than going to see the Falcons to see the new stadium. So I, I would think that that grabbing a ticket to see UNLV uh, is going to be far more 
economical and, and more available than a ticket to see the Raiders? Oh gosh, I don't know. I don't know about that. That that's a that's a heavy statement. We'll see. Uh, it's a Legion Stadium, is that right? I think that's what uh, it's called. Yeah, aren't they calling it like the Death Star now? Yeah, Legion Stadium. I yep. think that that is the proper name. Yes. <laughs> the Death Star now. It looks beautiful. I it looks like a rumba. Yes. Who said that? Yes. Oh, rumba. You mean a rumba? Roomba. Well, when you played Oakland County Memorial Coliseum, whatever it's called, for 54 years, my God, a anything would be nice. Well, yeah, it's a gorgeous stadium in Vegas. They did a nice job. Uh, anybody else building that you could think of? That's that's coming up new. Hawaii's got one in the in the in the in the play. They're going to tear down that old Aloha Stadium built in the 70s. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure on the same grounds, they're going to create a more, you know, a 40,000 seat stadium because Hawaii football, they, I mean, they were really good in the 2000s and they filled it up then, but now they can't fill it halfway. It's some of the best fans out there, but they can't quite fill it halfway. Um, but uh, so they're, they're thinking about creating a more of a, a stadium and, and surrounding, um, you know, area with it. I actually, I, you know, I asked you the question and now all these examples are, are, are coming to my head. Um, San Diego State has yes. announced that they're going to play uh, where the LA Galaxy play uh, for this year. Um, they're building. Are they building on campus or are they just building at the site of the old, old Jack I Murphy? Think, I think at the parking lot. I didn't, I don't, you know, I honestly, I don't know where they are building that, but I do know that they have a new one in play because Qualcomm, SDCCU, Stadium, ugh, the multiple names, um, it's, it was not, it was, it was falling apart. Um, and so, um, and I don't think they, I think it would cost more money to renovate it than it would to just build a new one. So does that, is that going to uh, hit your to-do list then? Great question. I always I like this question because, you know, I've um, I've been to the idea is to go to the experience. So you know, um, you know, I, I if I've been to a particular stadium, they've completely torn it down and and have a new one, um, then it's okay. Houston is a good example of that. Houston um, had their old stadium forever. I, I went to a game there in 2010. They tore it down two years later. Um, I don't feel like if I miss going to the, it's not like they it's erased off my, um, my, my checklist. Uh, you know, I, I do actually want to go to the new stadium and I, I will at some point, I'm sure. But if I didn't, I wouldn't count it against my goal. And, and, and since I, I know San Diego state was, was probably not a, a great trip for you. Um, I mean, I would think that, that a new spot, uh, in a, in a, a beautiful city with the best weather in the country, um, it's got to be uh, got to be high on the list. Yeah, I was I was I, I would I would go to San Diego for multiple reasons, but um, you know, and and just to make I did I I enjoyed the San Diego State atmosphere. Those fans deserve better than that stadium. They just do because they've got something that could really be good down the road. They're the kind of team that could potentially move up into the, um, into higher echelons of football for sure. So, you know, um, that's why a lot of these, why I just, it's such a head scratcher to me why certain teams want to dump um, their current stadium and, and go to a, a pro stadium. It's just, you know, if you want to move up, you have to show that you can do it as a university. Do you think, own. Since we're on, on San Diego State, do you think they, they benefit um, and are able to capitalize on the, the Chargers leaving? Oh, for sure. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> I think UCLA and USC certainly did for all those years that LA, the Rams weren't there. And, you know, it's not that, it's not that, enthusiasm for USC or UCLA was not good or anything. Obviously they're two of the best, most traditional programs in college football, but when you have no other choice, just naturally, you're going to, you're going to want to fill those stadiums. So absolutely. I think San Diego state, this could be a, a rocket launch for them. If they play it smart. 
What's all those questions, Dave? Where'd they go? <laughs> hey, man, I started with one and ended up being eight. <laughs> so Hawaii, if Hawaii tears down uh, Aloha Stadium, does that mean they're going to have to play an entire road schedule for a year or two? Oh, wow. That's some well, you know, miles. I don't know. That's a great question. I, that, can you imagine? Um, they, they, they would do it, you know, throw some tutors on the plane and let it rip. Well, with all these schools that are, are, are playing football now without, you know, students on campus or whatever, um, why bother with the tutors? Yeah. That's slightly cynical. <laughs> are there any other schools that are getting ready to make the jump up to uh, FBS? Or, or is the finish line staying put for a little bit? I, that finish line is staying put for a little bit. What's more interesting is what teams – what teams could start look, flirting with that power five? You know, there's a lot of teams that want to be able to move up. I think that's more of a, of, a, of a realistic question right now. And there are so many teams like BYU. I have to just scratch my head about them. Why did they go independent, you know? I mean, I think they're just waiting to be snatched up by the Pac-12 or someone, you know. If Utah can do it, why not us? Um, and so I, I think about that. Um, you know, Boise State's another good one that has a shot. Even Appalachian State, those teams um, are, are really trying to um, make themselves known. UCF, another one. Isn't, isn't BYU in, in obviously not in the same magnitude, but, but aren't they in a similar situation as to Notre Dame? Like they like to control their own media. They don't really want to share it with anybody else. They got their own. I think they run their own television station down there too, don't they? They do. I, they do. I don't know much about it, but I know they do. But it's not getting, gaining the money that the Longhorn Network are, or it's not certainly not gaining the money that NBC and Notre Dame have together. I don't know that BYU could, could pick that kind of thing up. So, I mean, I would be surprised if they would turn down an invitation from a Power 5 conference. Very but is, it good, is, is that money going to be better money than, you know, the, the Pac-14 network or whatever it would become, yeah. Pac-12? Because really, I mean, they're not going anywhere else. They're not going to go to the, the SEC or – go to I Big know, 12. I, I suppose they could go to the Big 12 if you think that the Big 12 is going to stick around instead of, you know, everybody yeah. going their own separate ways or, you know, there's, there's always been talk that, that kind of Kansas, Kansas State's going to be left in the lurch and, and Oklahoma and, and, and Texas are just going to do whatever they want. Yeah, those conversations are a very potential post-2020 reflection kind of thing. Not immediate, like I said earlier, but, you know, this could be something that they reflect upon and go, wow, this is our chance to, to really make some changes. Uh, one of the things that's happened over, in, over the years in college football, I, I found anyway, um, unless you're at the, the big giants, and, and even, even like Nick Saban has complained about this, I'm catching the attention of the students, uh, which has become, I think, a bigger issue. Um, the smaller the school, the, the less uh, community, outside community support, the more important the students are, the more difficult it, it has become to, to catch their attention. Do you think that, that uh, student interest in, in athletics, in, in football, in basketball, uh, it, do you think it is going to become even more difficult to catch their attention with, with a sort of gap um, that's happening here? Um, well, the problems were mounting already. Um, and I know a lot of schools were trying their best to come up with any innovation they could. Better Wi-Fi in the stadium so that, you know, people didn't feel like they'd run back to, to plug in their phone or, or get better access. Um, you know, I see concessions changing. I see so many things changing. And, I, you know, I see more, more stadiums reallowing alcohol again, um, you know, for the juniors and seniors, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. But, um, but so, so since the problem is already there, you know, you bring up a good point. That could totally exacerbate it, this, this, this kind of this, this moment. But, um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. College football, I think, in my opinion, college football is too steeped in tradition. There are too many people that um, 
are passing along these stories and these traditions, I'd, I think it would have to be a number of years before something like that happened. I don't think a year is gonna, a year and maybe next year is even somewhat compromised. I don't think that would make, um, I don't think that would make it, I don't think it'd make a difference. But I do think that, again, this is a time, if you don't take 2020 to reflect and improve, then, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, you gotta use it for that. I think this is a time to look at that stuff. Wisconsin's been having that problem for a while. I'm always embarrassed by Wisconsin. It's one of the things, the students, this used to be, God, that place would pack up so fast all the time. But now you have to get in there. It's, it's, like, it's like a mosh pit. They give you a voucher and you walk in almost basically one at a time. And it takes forever for the student section to fill in. And I think the students kind of get frustrated just by the entry process. So I know that Barry Alvarez and some of the other big wigs over at Wisconsin have been trying to, to, um, to improve anything they can from Wi-Fi and beyond. Um, so this, this isn't a new problem. And I, 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 but I do think that um, this will force 2020 will force people to take a closer look at it. Well, and, and out of, out of all of us, I would say, I would say that you lived the, you know, the, the big school football experience. I mean, I know I definitely didn't. Um, I don't think the other guys did. Uh, how, how do you think that student experience has changed from, from your time as a student um, versus how it is now? more controlled it's more controlled you know um i mean there's the <laughs> when i went to wisconsin and uh, when i went with my brothers in the early 90s not to keep bringing them up but it's just a good example it just just is god you could do anything you could do anything i remember 92 wisconsin beat ohio state everyone rushed the field that game they made ohio state come out of this out of the tunnel right under the student section 75 80,000 fans they came out right under the student section. The students had um, ice, rotten fruit, marshmallows with pennies in them, you know, on a hot day, it would stick to the helmets, things like that. Kirk Herbstreit always talks about, on College Game Day, he always talks about the, that game where you got a tomato in the back, and you can, there's pictures of him with a big stain. I remember at the end of that game, they ripped a bleacher out and threw it over the edge of the stadium. There was less control. Um, it was, you know, and now there's, there's, there are more limits, there's more, you know, um, and, 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 you know, the roll out the red carpet kind of campaigns, you know, be nice to one another. Um, and, you know, while I completely get that and everything, I do think that, you know, I think there's a little bit of a disconnect between the university bigwigs and their students, and they're trying, but I, I don't know, I think it could be better. That's uh, the million dollar question, I think, at all facilities, safety versus entertainment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Wisconsin still does, <laughs> as, as, much as, the, uh, as much as the presidents and stuff kind of, kind of turn a blind eye to it, but they still scream back and forth either, either side of the student section. 15,000 scream F-U and the others eat S, but the actual words, of course. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's the one tradition that's held on for decades. Thank God. <laughs> on that note with a big fu and a big es <laughs> i think that's an appropriate time for us to to probably wrap up for tonight uh andrew you want to take a second and uh pimp out your website and your social media presence and all that good stuff absolutely um uh thank you again guys for having me on collegefootballtour.com is the website um, the twitter is college underscore fb underscore tour and YouTube and Instagram, you can just find me by um, searching College Football Tour. Awesome. We'll have, have you on once again when, uh, when we actually get to start going to games. You got it. I'll be ready that, to go. That's, that's when it's so much more fun, huh? Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So, uh, Dan, where can our listeners follow you online? DanLaw83 on all social media platforms, YouTube.com slash DanLaw83. That's it. That's it. You got more social media than that, man. No, it's all Dan Law 83. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. Pornhub. Pornhub. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> this, this podcast has taken a few really dark turns. Stream made. Hey, hey Mark, how about you? Uh, where can our listeners follow you? Uh, you can follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram at Ballpark Hunter. Uh, also on YouTube at Ballpark Hunter. I have 201 subscribers. Uh, check out my videos. Uh, I have new content every Monday. 
and hopefully I get to someplace new sometime in the next few months. So check that out at Ballpark Hunter. Uh, yeah, I skipped over our, our section on where have we been lately because I don't think any of us has been anywhere. Uh, Dave, how about you? Any uh, Where can our listeners follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Profan9. Uh, literary Journey is continuing. Uh, got the audio book by uh, Bruce McNall, which is really interesting. So if you're ever looking for a way to like get financing without actually having any money, uh, Bruce McNall is your guy. Uh, and also reading uh, Playing Hardball, which is interesting, about all of the politics behind uh, the Rockies and the Florida Marlins coming to <laughs> Major League Baseball. Very interesting. Anyway, uh, follow that Profan 9. Hey, the Marlins have won two World Series in, like, since, what, 90-something? 93. I mean, that, that, that would be one happen. more than the Phillies. That, that doesn't. I, what does that got to do with their business sense, though? <laughs> well, they, they did what does that got to do with their crappy owner and their garbage ownership? And I, actually, truth be told, if you if you look at this and and this kind of dawned at me, um, if you compare the Marlins and the Rockies, uh, the, the Marlins have won two World Series. The Rockies obviously have not, but I think most people would say that the Rockies are the more stable franchise. And I, to my uh, Chagrin, I forgot to shout out to my Montreal Expos hat. Today is the 16th anniversary of the final Expos game in Montreal. Mm. That's a little freaky. That was 16 years ago. Somebody was heckling. It's been that long, huh? Yep. Somebody was heckling me on Twitter about the Phillies and from the DC fandom and uh, saying that I haven't suffered enough. I said, son, I've been watching Phillies games on Prism and watching them suck before you had a baseball team. So back off. Don't you ever call Harry Callis Harry Carey ever again. Oh, Harry Callis. Oh, God, I'm losing it. Harry Callis. Harry All right, Callis. Guys. So everybody, you can follow my state of journeys. Harry Callis. Which may resume in January. Who knows? Uh, follow me on Twitter or Instagram at PuckmanRI. Until next time, check out our website, stadiumjourney.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram at stadiumjourney. You can find the podcast at, well, just search for VOC Nation Radio Network. Or VOCNation.com. VOCNation.com? Thank you. That too. Yeah, both. Both. Both work. Okay. Why was I mixing? I, I, never I don't mind. know. Very like simply. Said, like Dan just said, VOCNation.com. Oh, oh, there you VOC go. VOC Nation Radio Network. There you go. Got it. All right. Um, Jesus Christ. Take us out of here, please. Join us again in two weeks right here. Same bad time, same bad channel. But we will be joined by, from the 2020 Major League Lacrosse Champion Boston Cannons, starting goaltender Nick Morocco. He'll be giving us an insider's look at what life was like inside one of those famous sports bubbles. Should be good. Thanks again to Andrew Bowles for joining us. For Dan Calachico, Mark Viquez, and Dave Cotney, I am Paul Baker. Till next time, be excellent to each other. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists, and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOC Nation. Since 2012, HIC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Legans every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, 
Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network, Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.